but I'm equally excited because this is a big moment, not just for myself, but for the man who made all of this happen, but also for you guys that are all here today because we are driving to make some shifts and to make a big difference in the world. My name is Amo and we are of course out at the JNB Hive, right? So welcome to day five of the JNB hashtag together for the win conference on this here global entrepreneurship week this is a big deal for me because personally i didn't know that it was global entrepreneurship week any takers in the audience did you guys know 10 marks oh fantastic oh that's really good to know <laughs> that's really good to know so um the point is really to form tangible connections and share as much information as we possibly can to create lucrative opportunities of course, we'll be talking to some really amazing people that we have on the panel. But without any further ado, I'm going to introduce the man of the moment who will give us a key note. He was very specific about this. He called himself the Black Steve Jobs. And so I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I'm going to introduce him. I'm going to allow him to shine. It is, of course, Mashidu Mudao. Uh, okay, cool. Cool. So first of all, I was going to wear a black t-shirt, black pants, and black shoes, and that would have been Black Steve Jobs. It did not go that well. <laughs> so what, I ha what ends up happening when you have a girlfriend, right, that's super invested in you looking amazing, is this what happens, right? <laughs> so, um, oh wait, I don't have the thing. Okay, cool. So usually with the events I have, there's never a stage, there's never an audience. It's always like everyone in one circle, right? So this is very different for me. So I might stutter every now and then. I might, you know, need time just to really make sense of this. Mainly because I don't like this dynamic. I don't like a guy on stage pretending that he's God and he can preach to the disciples. I believe there's something wrong with that, right? I believe that we need an ecosystem that's more um, focused, more invested in building connections across people, right? So having people in a circle, which is what I always do with all my events, is it, it does something to people's emotions, to their psychology, that makes them want to open up and connect at a very equal level. So I want you to pretend that there's a circle somewhere here. <laughs> cool? Cool. So just start off with... Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. So please give yourselves a round of applause just for that. Cool. So this is going to be very quick because I wanted to get to the stuff that really matters, which is connecting with some amazing speakers that really care about what it means to be a creative and what it means to be a digital entrepreneur in this age. Okay? So this is a very, very not so corny but super important presentation that I'm going to rush through mainly because I'm going to give it to you. Okay, so at the end of the event, I'm going to email all of you a link that you can download this whole presentation on. The reason why I'm willing to do that is because this is the same presentation I gave to Apple Podcasts. Okay, so three months ago, Apple Podcasts reached out to me and said, hey, dude, we think you're doing something amazing. We want to speak to you. Mainly what they wanted to understand is what the fuck is going on. So an organization like Apple didn't understand what was actually happening with creatives in South Africa. How wild is that? that a company like Apple doesn't have enough data to say, okay, this is what's definitively happening in the ecosystem. 
and they needed a guy like me who pretends to know everything that he can, <laughs> right? So this is the same presentation I gave to them, and I want you to have it so that you understand what's really happening and what I believe is going to happen in the future as well. Cool? So at the end of the event, we're going to send this to you, obviously with as many pictures as possible, so you can Instagram, whatever, 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 and other resources as well that are exclusive only to the people that came here. But it's also on you to decide whether or not you want to share those resources. So we at Lucha play an open game, right? I'm going to speak to some of that as well. Cool. Very simple. What we're trying to build is a podcast network. We want to create the best network or media company that really speaks to African millennials and Gen Z audiences and really speaks to stories that matter, right? So there's a big difference, some, for example. So earlier, someone interviewed me, and they asked me this. They said, why do you care about making this um, when ANCA makes content just like you or whatever, or whatever, right? And I said, ID, the magazine from the UK, they came to South Africa, and they um, sort of did a documentary around, um, I'm going to butcher this, Zikotane, right? They did a documentary that was genuinely the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, right? And it was not in a way to bash the culture or hurt them and say, this is the disgusting thing that's happening in the township, uh, the kids are on drugs, what? it wasn't about that. They genuinely wanted to make the best document of what this culture was. And they did that better than everyone else had. My problem was, why did it take ID to do it? What were the content creators in South Africa doing when they were gallivanting across you know, all these townships? So what we're trying to build is genuinely, and this is not like innovative or anything like that, we're genuinely trying to build the vice of Africa. Very simple. But we're building it backwards. So instead of, instead of starting with, vid, with, with writing, video, and then audio, we're starting with audio. Mainly because it's the low-hanging fruit which no one was paying attention to. Cool. Very simple. Our network currently is about five podcasts. So my podcast was sort of the first podcast that we did. So this came from a very, it doesn't even make sense how I found podcasts, right? When you get an iPhone, the first thing you delete is all the apps you don't want. And the first one that comes to it is the podcast app. You delete that app because you don't actually know what the hell is inside there. But there was an entire world that I didn't know about, right? And it took, I was at a sort of lunch thing with Facebook executives, and I was sitting next to this lady, and she, she asked me, she said, what are media in South Africa doing to document the journey of entrepreneurs in South Africa in, a, in an honest way? I said, we don't do that. Here we do victory laps. We don't do the struggle. We don't talk about the process. We don't talk about any of that because oh shit, that would be very traumatic, right? And she said, you should listen to this podcast. It's called Startup. I was like, what is it? And she said, this is the best documentation you'll ever have of a guy starting a podcast. So the first thing you need to do after this whole thing, listen to a podcast called Startup because it is genuinely the best thing you'll ever listen to. And it's also something that will really empower you to see the journey for what it really is instead of the victory lap. So we pivoted from that to a, a podcast about women called Her Magic Impact, about social entrepreneurs, pioneers versus pretenders, which is by Joe, um, which is a branding and marketing podcast, um, Trove Wellness, which is mainly a wellness, health, and fitness podcast, um, 
Art as Culture, which is done by AMU, which is mainly around the creative industries. And then that has changed now, Next Five Dance, which is now two up front. And then Com Compass, which is mainly an e-commerce podcast, right? So if you look there right at the bottom, that's sort of where the, the heat is, right? Especially with South Africa. The categories that are most popular, business, news, and politics, music, movies, and culture, tech and science, comedy and sports, and then health and fitness. The problem is, what people don't realize is, in other countries, that is not the reality. So most of this is very different. So for example, in South Africa, because this is lost in South Africa, health and fitness, Juanita last month was around in the top 10 of Apple Podcasts for about two months, because South Africans don't make health and wellness content. Another massive category in these things is like um, religion and spirituality. You will not win in those ones because the churches are so dominant. So finding those niches and corners like, say, health and fitness or comedy and sports where people aren't paying attention really helps. Cool. So our mission and vision are very, very clear. Create valuable and impactful content that changes the African youth narrative and the vision, become an industry-leading platform for millennial content in Africa. So the second one, we're sort of getting there. Mainly because if someone like Apple, who only has a deal, so the whole meeting happened and they were like, hey, you're cool, whatever. That whole meeting was about one thing. We want to give you the tools to enable you to use the platform the way it's supposed to be used. Currently, most podcasters, you use the platform the way you think it's supposed to be used. They gave us an email that is three days long, right? That literally gives you guidelines on how to put a description in, your artwork, how to upload, what's the best podcast provider, all these sort of best practices. The only people that have that sort of agreement right now is us and Cliff Central. We don't even have money in the bank account. <laughs> but for some reason, we've been doing things much smarter, much better, much faster as well. So being able to see the gaps and stuff like that is insane. So the first thing we did to try and outrun the market was build these three things, right? So a podcast guide, mainly how to start, build, and grow a podcast, gave you everything, right? Which is counter to what the industry in South Africa really does in terms of creatives. What's the first thing they do? They hold all the information and make sure that you don't know what the fuck is happening. Why? Because that keeps the industry small, and you don't know how to compete. We compete very differently. Our competition is, we're going to help everyone, and then we're going to compete on, okay, who's actually better? Because if you open the market, that's the only way. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a very crazy stat. So there's this guy, unfortunately can't say who, but like, he owns one of the biggest celebrity sites in South Africa. Right? So this celebrity site is being replicated across Africa. So he told me that the South African internet population is about 13 million people. Right? So forget the 58 million people they tell you about, because think about everyone that's retired and up, cut that out. Everyone that's a minor and below, cut that out. You cut down everyone that's not in urban areas with decent connection, and then you cut down people that don't have smartphones and real devices, right? And then also you have to cut down, being on WhatsApp is not being on the internet. So we're talking about people that are super enabled by the internet that use it to actually empower themselves, grow themselves, and actually use it in very vast ways. That population is only 13 million people. Every content creator, brand, strategy, everything, everyone is competing for 13 million people. And when you're competing for 13 million people, 
you're playing a losing game. So right from the bat, it needs to be a very much global focus, right? So like I showed you this podcast, oh shit. Okay, cool. So this podcast, the blue one, Nick's Five Tents, that's a very South African term. How many of you know what Nick's Five Tents even means? One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, okay. <laughs> you have to have grown up in a South African township to know what that means. You have to have played a certain game to know what that means. You have to, like, it's super local. What ends up happening, because that is a sports podcast. Literally, they talk about EPL, they talk about rugby, they talk about all of that. But naming it that literally closed us off to everyone. Because everyone was like, what does next five tenths mean? <laughs> and it becomes a very different conversation. So from the get-go, we've tried to make sure we're branding these for global. So having an appeal that from the get-go, it has a very clear, like, it's something that anyone can really click on and go, okay, let me see what's happening. I probably don't have the best name, Mash Startup. You still just, you don't know, right? Cool. Where was I? Cool, there. So secondly, we built the podcast library. The podcast library was for one reason, right? Every time I spoke to someone about podcasts, they said, where do I find them? And which ones do I listen to? So we wanted to build a central place that anyone can find them, right? If you have a podcast, literally just DM us and we'll put it on there. No screening, no nothing. What we're trying to do is open up the market. So think about that 13 million people. If we're competing for 13 million people, how many of those people actually listen to podcasts? That slide is coming. <laughs> Last thing, podcast events. This is the first one. <laughs> so honestly, my podcast journey starts with that, right? Literally, just that Samsung phone, which my girlfriend now uses, and hates, um, and that microphone, which is, it was, I think it was a thousand rand at Tom's in Bromfordy. Literally, I used that in my bedroom, stacked a bunch of pillows around me so that it sounded like, oh, this guy's is like, oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's a vibe here. Okay, maybe there's a studio or something. I take all my music from YouTube Music Library, which is widely available, right? And you can find other ones like that. So literally, all you need to do is that. That's how I started. I used that, and then I went on to Anchor, which was a pretty popular platform at the time. And then I realized that no real podcasters are actually using that method. And everyone else was really doing insane work going through different things, right? So I'm going to go through those things very quickly after this. So that's where we started. So next thing, I want to announce something that I think is a really groundbreaking for us and really will shape us, or really will position us in a way that really changes not just our narrative, but the narrative of young black creatives across the country, right? Also across the continent. What we want to do is be continental, be global. And we can't do that recording with that, right? So we're doing that, right? So this is a first-of-a-kind for us studio that we have now built, not really built, but collaborated to make, right? With the Tsimilukong precinct, um, which is powered by Vitz, right? Which is literally just down the road. They had this glass box that was just a storeroom. No one was using, they literally just put boxes in there. And we were like, that's something for us. That's way more for us than, they didn't care about it. It already had that sort of booth thing. We're literally just sticking the equipment in there, kitting it out with a bunch of furniture, 
to make the first podcast studio that we actually own and can create from. So coming from that, thank you, I feel like Steve Jobs now. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> okay, cool, that's almost the end. But yeah, that's amazing, I'm very, very proud of it. So this is what you really came for, okay? What's actually happening? This is the part that Apple really, really cared about. This is the ecosystem for creators, right? So you've got radio stations, and then the rise of creators, and then the rise of indie... Wait. Cool. So radio stations, the rise of um, podcast creators and platforms, and then the rise of indie creators as well. So indie creators being just anyone in their bedroom recording, putting it up. And then the second one being the platform, which is something like what we are doing. We are not the only ones that are doing this in South Africa, or across the continent, or across the world. But the first one, mainly just radios. Radio stations dominate the space mainly because they have the access to resources and can distribute much faster as well, right? So we want to change that, by the way. And this is how we publish. So I'm going to give you all our numbers as well. This is how we actually get our numbers, right? So our biggest platform to actually listen from is SoundCloud. That's where we get our numbers the most. But we've actually now removed SoundCloud as the host. Main reason? No podcast platform like Spotify or Apple will actually take you seriously if you're using SoundCloud because it's a music streaming platform. And yeah, so we've now replaced SoundCloud with IONO, which is a South African product that actually helps you publish podcasts in a much better way, faster way. It also has a way more data as well, right? So analytics is super powerful for podcasters. For example, we realized that one of our podcasts people weren't listening past the 20-minute mark. So the podcast was one hour long, but people wouldn't listen after 20 minutes. Literally, there was a drop-off. So what do you do? You cut it to 20 minutes, <laughs> or even 15, right? So stuff like that starts to inform the way you create and the way you put out your content as well. So SoundCloud, then Spotify, then Apple, then Google, and then other, okay? So the reason why there's other, as soon as you add your podcast to Apple Podcasts, what it does is it syndicates across all podcast apps. So there's stuff like, uh, come, what's it, podcast something cost? There's a whole bunch of different podcast apps. And they all syndicate from Apple. So you don't actually engage with those platforms, but your podcast is there already. So this is how we prioritize them as well. So we'll put out Spotify first, then Apple, then Google. SoundCloud is now dropped off, which means that we now need to adjust and adapt to make sure that we can migrate, migrate our audiences from SoundCloud to um, IONO, which I'm still... Mm. <laughs> cool. So these are the platforms as they exist right now as the dominant ones, right? Cliff Central basically owns the space in terms of brands and partnerships and creating content for other people. So they'll do a podcast with literally Standard Bank, Absa, and NetBank at the same time. And the brands don't care because there's no one else doing this, so where are they going to go? Everyone wants to make a podcast, but if no one can make it for them, they're going to go to the guy that's selling it, right? And also, he can charge whatever he wants, right? Iono being the platform that you can publish on, you can publish free at the beginning, you can choose whether you want to stick with that or not, right? And then African Podcasts, which is mainly a library as well. So here are the markers, right? 
in terms of how big podcasting really is. So these two companies, Gimlet and Anchor, were bought in, uh, together for $340 million by Spotify, which shows you where they are going, right? So if you want to invest in a platform, you now know that Apple, Spotify, and Google have an insane investment in making sure that you're successful. So that thing where Apple comes to me and says, hey, can we figure this out? It's mainly because they need creatives on there. The problem is there's not enough African creators making content on those platforms, so now they need more people. So they want you just as much as you want them, right? Which is super important. So Gimlet, which is basically what we're trying to build, was bought for 200 million. They had about 13 different podcasts. They basically make the best podcasts in the world. And that's something that I can stand behind because it is insane what they are able to do. If we get anywhere close to that, we'd be super excited. Anchor was just the app for you to create the podcast. So Spotify is basically the new god in podcasts. And yeah, the leading pack. So these are the podcasts I feel are leading the space in Africa, right? So you'll see a, com a couple that are radio-driven, and then a few that are youth-driven, and then across um, the continent as well. So this podcast, these two podcasts, The Sobering and Sisterhood, um, the people that are involved in creating those podcasts are here as well, right? Main reason why they're on that list is because they're not just creating content, but also driving culture, right? The, the numbers that they have on their podcast are insane, but the impact that they have is way bigger as well, right? Church podcasts, I'm very lucky that I actually go to that church as well. But <laughs> that literally, that is the growing sort of category of podcasts. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a church. If you're preaching in your bedroom, it works. And if you can fit in that category and really make an impactful or valuable content, it works as well. Cool. And then in terms of across the continent, African Tech Roundup, Chicken and Jalof, um, Not Your African Cliche, and Talking Heads, definitely amazing podcasts worth listening to and checking out. Cool. Now, the slide, everyone, do you want to take a picture now, after? Because <laughs> this is the, the, the stuff everyone wants, right? So we've been lucky enough to do three of these. So referral sponsorships, this is very simple. On our podcast around June, we did a, a, a partnership with Yoko, who just launched a campaign, right? What that campaign was about was how do you start your business and, you know, encouraging people to start businesses. So literally, I went on the podcast, did a podcast with about 10 people that were Yoko merchants, and in the middle of the conversation, just very smoothly, ah, it's such a hassle to get paid. Don't you feel like everyone should have a card machine, <laughs> Right? That is the referral sponsorship. I can tell you that through three episodes of that, we actually got about seven sales from that. And no one ever complained about the ad. That seven sales was way lower in terms of cost per acquisition in terms of all the other channels that Yoko actually had. Okay? Secondly, traditional sponsorships. This is very basic, just like, um, we like your podcast. We think you have a lot of numbers. We want to get on there, right? Someone pays you whatever amount you feel like is fair or whatever, and you put their name on there. So this, this, pod, this podcast is sponsored by, or this podcast is in partnership with 
this podcast is, you know, like that. Very simple again. So there's standard measures in terms of what it should cost. Those are in dollars. Just convert that. But I'd say convert that and then times it by 10. Because honestly, most brands don't understand what this might cost or what its value is, right? But because of that, it's a really good time to just take advantage, right? So the biggest thing around all of this, around monetization for podcasts, is that someone is more likely to buy something on a podcast than they are on YouTube or on social media. That is a stat. Literally, you can go on Nielsen reports and look this up. So conversion is much better, and um, the cost per acquisition is way lower, which is everything that any business wants. Cool? And then brand partnerships, which is literally just like, um, hey, this whole part. So, for example, in, I think, February, we did a podcast around social entrepreneurs, which was sponsored by or powered by Red Bull. You never hear me actually say Red Bull in the whole thing, but that's how they wanted it. And it was just branded in a very, very subtle way, but it was a brand partnership to co-create the content. So if you find a brand and you're like, hey, I think you guys could be amazing. Say, for example, these guys here. Hey, you should do a podcast about all the members in your space. Um, the podcast will cost this. We'll say it's powered by you guys and made by you guys, and we just roll it out. That's the whole thing. The last one is a very difficult, and I don't even understand one. We haven't tried it, mainly because that's not the game we're playing, which is listener donations. So if you literally go onto uh, Patreon, which is the most sort of popular one, literally just tell people to give you money for, making you, for you making great content. I'm not sure how many South Africans have disposable income to do that. <laughs> but if you think you have a loyal base and loyal audience that's really, really powerful, and they're willing to pay you to make sure that you're sustainable, that's the way to go. Cool? Everyone took their picture? Sure. I mean, you're still going to get the slides. <laughs> These are the numbers that matter. Cool. So these are the South African numbers, which is very rare. Um, so the current addressable market for podcasting in South Africa, 60 million. 4.2 million unique South African users using IONO FM. And then 20,000 audio files uploaded to IONO. So that 20,000 is literally creators, radio stations, podcasters, whatever it is. And you need to look at that number as literally the competition. So if 20,000 audio files are going up per month, like what is different about what you're doing in terms of content, in terms of delivery, in terms of music and the background, in terms of editing, experience, storytelling, that is vastly, disproportionately different and better than everyone else. Cool? And then the last one, 50% jump in podcast listeners in South Africa. That's probably going to be way higher next year. I'm almost done. Cool. This is the last thing. So... There's no ads in this, okay? <laughs> but this is important to me for two reasons, okay? First reason, if we don't make an effort, right? So, for example, you think about things like buy black, um, support black business and stuff like that. This is not that vastly different, but it has a different tone, right? It's super important that we in this room and the people outside and everyone in the world, well, in the country, start to open up their minds to going, I really care about local. Not because I know the guy, but because it actually matters. If you guys aren't going to... Aren't going to... Uh, 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 wait, sorry. 
If you are not going to consume the content that South Africans are making in podcasts, in YouTube, in written, in blogs, in Instagram, whatever it is, who's supposed to do it? And it goes into small businesses as well. This is by an illustrator, South African illustrator. I literally saw this shirt and every other shirt disappeared to me. Because I don't know this person, but they are a South African black creative. That matters to me. I'm wearing skinny smooth socks. Same thing. When I go on YouTube, the first thing I click is Anarchadium, right? All these things, they matter. So this is a Yoko thing, which is shop the streets mainly around encouraging people to really start becoming conscious. And I want you guys to start being, becoming conscious, not only about where you shop, but what you click on. Because the time and the data that you spend on content that's not South African or not African is taking away from African creators. And we need to bring that back. So the more numbers and the more growth that you start to see in African creatives, South African creatives, the better or easier it is for brands to start investing in them in a very conscious way. Cool? So shop the streets. You're going to get a thing after, I think. Yeah, I think everyone's getting a goodie bag. From Steve Jobs to Oprah, very fast. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, thank you all so much for staying tuned. That was rather insightful. Thank you, Steve Jobs, for empowering <laughs> and giving us all this insightful information. Can I just remind you guys that this is called Connect, yeah? So in the name of connection, in the name of consciousness and all the good things that he mentioned, um, and also just staying aware of the fact that we all really exist online primarily, can I just ask you guys to look at your neighbor and give them a high five, okay? Just say hi to somebody. Just connect with somebody tonight, Bazalwani. Thank you so much. Q and A. Yes, sure. With the audience. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have connected and you have learned something from your neighbor. Um, <laughs> before we get into our panel discussion, Still connecting? <laughs> okay. So before we get into our panel discussion, I'd just like us to open it up to you guys because we did say that we don't like this talking at and we really want to have a conversation with you guys. So if there are any questions, um, anything that you guys would like to say, please feel free. Let us see you, say who you are, and share your insights. Bio. You can share your bio. No questions. No questions? Oh, Not there's a yet. guy in the dark there. <laughs> Is that a dojo sh shirt? Yeah, we're from the dojo. Did baby. you see your, yourself on the list? Shout out check out a to picture dojo. and send it to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, made the mash you. list. Yeah, yeah, I'm someone from the dojo podcast. Um, when you look at the, um, um, the media landscape, do you see um, an opportunity or a trend where podcast could converge with traditional radio to create content because I, I think it's not polar opposites. I yep. think there is an opportunity where what I start seeing is um, much, of the, much of the content that now finds itself on radio 
actually rides on what happens either on social media, on traditional platforms, and I think most people that are content producers uh, yeah, or creatives, we find that actually radio is now riding because they've got a bigger platform and muscles, but the real narrative and conversations and honest and unfiltered conversations happen more on platforms such as ours, but we are not radio fit. Yeah. So first of all, um, the guys from the dojo are amazing because when everyone was scared to do one hour long podcast, they did three hours. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> because I think that's, that's one, it's testing who your audience really is. If someone stays after you drop a three-hour podcast, they really care about you. <laughs> so the way, the way I assess um, sort of the media landscape, to be honest, there's this period in radio. Um, wait, does anyone, no one works in radio here, right? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so there's a time period I, I've identified. It's from around... 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. until about 4 a.m. That I feel, why do you have a person there? Why is a human being dedicating their time and energy to speak to that one kid that might be studying that doesn't have YouTube or doesn't have data to go on Spotify? It's madness, right? A reallocation of resources to go, you know what? Give that time to creators. That's my dream. It's like being able to convince a radio station to take that time and let us have it. Give it to creators and enable them in a real way. Give them audiences. Because here's the thing, right? One, if someone's listening to your podcast um, via data, they, they're already a really avid listener, right? And you've got an audience. But if you can take that onto radio and really broaden the access, that's insane. So I think there's genuinely a move towards that and maybe even in smaller bits, right? So I'm talking to a radio station around taking bits and pieces of my entrepreneurship podcast to make a five-minute thing on, the radio, on, on a show. So they literally just chop and change it, put it up, hey, this is the mass startup podcast, go listen there, right? So there's definitely going to be that convergence as soon as they stop being so arrogant, and that's a big thing about traditional media, is that arrogance that, no man, we've always been here, we'll always be here. That's what Print said. Buzz. <laughs> Am I lying? <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting quite a few. We'll I'm just, I'd like to cap it, so I'll just take three, okay? So I'll take the lady in orange. <laughs> I'll grab the guy with the mic. All you need is one mic, you and I'll take... Oh, this is so hard. I was sitting next to that very beautiful lady and the, you know, the nice thing. So I'll start on this side and then we'll move it all the way that time and then we'll get straight into the panel discussion. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Tulo. No, I think I'm not. Cool. Hi, my name is Tulo. Sorry, we're recording. Oh, we're recording. Hi, everyone. My name is Tulo from BAM. So what I want to say to you is... Also look at radio stations outside of this country because they're actually more amiable to those sorts of connections. And also, if we're thinking of going African and global, then also that's the best place to start because their listenership numbers are also more loyal than our cool kids on the side of the equator. Definitely. By the way, if you want to speak to someone that actually knows what podcasting is and how it works, speak to Tulu. So Tulu, about a year ago, I met her. 
she was managing the biggest podcast network in Africa that no one knew about. And no one, I will not be mentioning that. <laughs> cool. Okay. Evening, everybody. Um, my question is pretty simple. I think I've been following you on Twitter for quite some time, and I think there was a point wherein you were recommending that um, it's cool to actually put your podcast on Anchor. But from your presentation today, it seems like you're actually recommending Iono FM. So I'm trying to understand, Yeko, what is the place that you are recommending that we should put this on, and what is the reason for that? Cool. So when I was putting my podcast out on Anchor, I was a broke boy. Um, but also... A big thing was that I was still testing it out. When you're still just trying to figure it out, you're not going to hit it on that first time. So Anchor was really great at the beginning when I was still testing out, trying to understand what podcasting was. The problem is I have new information. That new information is from um, the guys at Apple, for example, the people that run Spotify and all those guys that are saying, look, you need to have a, a podcast provider. I'm not in any way endorsing or suggesting that this is not a, 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 a Twitter promo, guys. <laughs> we use Iono. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not saying you need to switch your lives tomorrow and switch. No. What I'm saying is you need a professional um, podcast provider. So there's a lot. It's not just Iono. Iono is the only South African one. The reason why we use Iono is because they're the only South African one. We care about that. If you don't care about that, that's okay. You can use Audio Boom. There's so many different ones. There's, there's a lot. So my thing is, when you're really getting professional about it, you need a podcast provider, and then you go on to Spotify, Apple, and Google, and then you sort of syndicate across the other ones. When you're starting out, still testing to know whether or not you really care about this, do Anchor, because that helps you. You don't spend money. You use your phone to record and you can distribute it across any, any platform. If people listen to you on Anchor, you can migrate them onto the really seri more serious platforms, or established platforms, and then it's easier for you to navigate from there. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> Do I have to stand? No, it's okay. Oh, thanks. Okay. Um, so I own a, an online radio station that's literally like up the road from here, um, but it's an education radio station. And I think in the past two and a half years, I've had to reposition the business from not being just a radio station, but to being like a communications company for education brands. And right now, we're also going through another repositioning of content because it's like, yeah, from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m., we do broadcast and there's people there because obviously I want to give young people opportunities. But from 6 p.m., I mean... Switching on to online is quite weird. And then also discovering that we broadcast in 25 different countries, which means 25 different time zones. So I think the podcasting, it's, it's giving me a lot of ideas. So guys, if you have podcasts, can I just test you? Can I test out using your podcast, please? I'm the one in the green with the bald head. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's such cool. a wonderful opportunity. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So just to speak to one other thing, right? So I, I'm sorry, I didn't put it in there. Around data, right? So podcasts, typically an hour, everyone says, ah, oh, no one has data. If there's value and impact in the content that you make, people will make a plan. Whether it's going to McDonald's, to the library, downloading it at work, we only, for example, publish our podcast links during working hours. We don't publish our links outside of that. Why? Because we know. People are at work. You hooked up. If I give you the link now, you can download it. 
listen to it way later. So people will make a plan if they see value. Otherwise, ish. <laughs> cool. So with that, we're going to go straight into the panel discussion. I saw a hand, but can you just please, just for this moment, I'll get back to you. Thank you.